Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I have uh, one of our superheroes in America today here with me, Patrick Byrne. I say he's uh, he's of the Modern Justice League and uh, he's always got tons of information. And if you want to know the truth, follow Patrick Byrne. So thank you for being here, Patrick. I really appreciate it. Mel K, it's such an honor to be on with you again. I was just pulling up. Pardon me for not being completely ready because I was just pulling up uh, something I want to talk to your your viewers to, uh, about today, uh, which is elect election integrity and the progress made since but we'll talk about that and then we'll hit a couple other subjects of your choice how's that sound? cool let's do it great well the maricopa audit came out and i've probably never seen a result of a blackout on, a, a a blackout on truth like i've seen in relation to the maricopa audit give me 45 seconds to walk through what it actually showed go for it okay what the maricopa audit actually shows is first there was a canvassing that showed there were a 500,000 people, there were 2.6 million voters, 2.1 million vote, uh, I'm sorry, registered voters, 2.1 million voted. Of the 500,000 who didn't, 170,000 think they did, and they say that they did. Their votes were apparently suppressed through some mechanism. So there's a suppression going on, and there's 100,000 ghost voters in Maricopa. And there's another 30,000 people who say I voted by in person and are told, but their records show they did not vote in person. There was no in-person vote, but a mail-in ballot came through. So that's odd. So what happened to the vote? They give affidavits and say, we drove in, we voted. There's no in-person vote, but the mail-in came in. So there's 300,000 questionable ballots from the canvassing. The forensic audit has turned up a million deleted files. What's left is not tick and tie. There's 284,000 ballots with corrupted images, a quarter million ballots lacking sort of the chain of supply chain that would account for them being legitimate, 57,000 illegal ballots, 34,000 photocopies. I mean, it goes on and on. And then like 1,900 of this, and 2,500 just scribbled signatures and three, all kinds of 3,400 ballots more cast than people who actually voted. So what happened there? all kinds of things like that. If you, it comes to about three or 400,000 conservatively, maybe 700,000, but maybe there's double counting. So say three or 400,000 from that, which matches the canvas result. And that's an election that Biden won by 10,000. And so what people are saying, the press, the, uh, who has a reading comprehension problem says, well, the audit shows that he won by 10,000. Oh, that's if you count this hundreds of thousands of sketchy ballots that he just documented for you. Yeah, Biden wins by 10,000. But what, what about those hundreds of thousands? What about the 57,000 illegal ballots? Things like that. So uh, it's a pig's breakfast. What it has shown, it has answered the central question of American politics for two decades. I've known has been how much election fraud is there really? And that question has been answered. There, the answer is a lot. <laughs> right. And uh, I saw Sidney Powell filed um, her countersuit against Dominion. And the big the big issue here is that um, it, with this lawfare that you know about, I talk about it a lot. They don't want to get to discovery. We need somebody to get to discovery with Dominion. And, and this is, brings us all back to the election fraud. People talk about the election being stolen from Trump. No, it wasn't. It was stolen from we, the people of the United States. But again, right. We're seeing so much drama in all of our states, all of our local communities. And the problem is we should all be demanding an, election, uh, an audit of our local 
precincts all over this country, every, yes. whether Trump won or not. Shouldn't every state be demanding it? What came out of Maricopa should, first of all, all over Arizona, the P, including Pima, Tucson, they need to right. do the same thing. But what it shows out is these were systems vouched for and vouched for by the authorities. Right. The state judges who didn't really do a thing, didn't look into anything, the EAC, the FE, the Federal Election Commission, the DOJ, the mainstream media, they all said nothing to see here. Gosh, they it was almost it was even a little curious how oddly they jumped up and down, wasn't it? On yes. insisting yeah. that there was nothing to see there. And yet it turns out it turns out to be right riddled with criminal acts, massive ten, tens of thousands, at least hundreds of thousands. It's it's been referred to the attorney general. So that tells you those are the same people who've been vouching that that strange stuff we saw in in Las Vegas and in Atlanta. That there's nothing right. to see there, too. It's the same people. Right. So this is, come on, it's getting silly. It's becoming, uh, it's just gaslighting that they are trying to maintain it. Well, as I said, I'll have the new numbers for you in a few days, but a month ago, as of a month ago, 69% of Americans did not, would not say that Joe Biden had been elected without election fraud. Right. And so that's 31% said that he did. So it's really, uh, it's becoming silly, I think. It's becoming- right. It's absurd at this point. They as so many things. They're so ridiculous. Baghdad bomb. It's talking about Baghdad bomb. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, can we move the conversation on? We'll be nice. I want to be nice. I'm going to be right. so nice. Let's figure out a peaceful way through this together. Right. Exactly. I think there are peaceful ways. I don't think they know what they're doing. They know about as much about this stuff as everything else. Right. I think that they're okay with crashing the system and coming up as a USSR, but right. a USSA or Venezuela. Venezuela, same thing. Scarier. Yeah. Um, well, also, you uh, you really exposed a lot about Georgia. It looks like Georgia is a straight up criminal enterprise, though. Yeah. I mean, whatever's going on in Georgia between Stacey Abrams, this Raffensburger, the, the criminality there, it's like at least they tried to hide it in Arizona. <laughs> it's so incestuous. It's so incestuous. And, you know, there's a key uh, report by a Michigan professor about he examined dominion and he gave a report to the court there about what how bad how porous the security is in these systems right and the judge who is you know the npr reporter amy totenberg or nina totenberg whichever one's the npr reporter her sister is the judge oh sealed that all up so that piece of that document doesn't get out Unbelievable. Yeah. And we're seeing um, well, what happened. Honestly, my my one of my sisters, she voted. She she came back, looked in Pennsylvania and it said that she didn't vote. So this is happening all over. The, everyone should be checking on their votes. Oh, everyone yeah. has the right to check on their votes. If this every is- single American citizen demanded to make sure that their vote was placed properly, it, it would implode. <laughs> this is a this is a offense on the order of Jim Crow times, I think probably times two or three. Right. In terms of, in, in Maricopa, I think there was a 15 to 20% vote, vote alteration. Right. So I don't know what Jim Crow ever was nationally, but this right. is two or three times. So the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court does not get involved in this, we are a failed state. The Supreme yeah. Court has to get involved. There's plenty of cases coming their way. There's plenty of cases they could reach in and to, but this is where a failed state and they have every legal argument in the world. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this is stopping something like Jim Crow. This has been industrial scale voter suppression. Right. And anyone who, you know, I consider this a done, a settled issue. After the Maricopa report, it's a settled issue. Right. You know, it's kind of the, the press, like I say, they're jumping up and down on just the final part of that. You know, if you count the 400,000 bogus <laughs> votes, he, Biden wins by 10,000 and all they'll carry is the 10. But the, the attorney general doesn't care about that. The attorney general is going for teeth, toes and fingernails. Well, he has to also because he's running. So everyone that's running right now should really be stepping up to say, you know, I mean, if you're not for election integrity, you don't belong in you don't belong in government, period. And uh, correct. And not in a wimpy way. We finally have the clearest shibboleth of my life. I've been using I've been telling people about this Hebrew word shibboleth. You know this word? (laughs) Tell me about it. It's a great word. It refers to in the Old Testament, there's some point where some guys at one camp were guarding against people from another camp and they they had different accents and one couldn't pronounce the word shibboleth. So that was the it was the it was to keep it's a it means a, a way that you can instantly de- detect friends from foes. Oh, wow. Well, at this point, anyway, that's what it has come to mean. Just right. any, and we finally have a really clear shibboleth for the for us the we are the pre freedom school are you favor election integrity like getting on it not in a lame way not in a sissy ken bennett oh yes oh well everybody for you milk toast kind of way but understanding what just happened a year ago ish and understanding that we have to be like really really that it all comes down to this it all comes down to this 12 months from now this election this coming has to be far far cleaner than the last one and any candidate who's not on board with giving you that as an answer yeah the clearest before i don't care what else he cares about and how much it agrees with you and what you care about abortion or gun rights or religion or that new bypass in your none of that matters all that matters is getting election integrity first right don't get that as I and the way to get if he if he or she if that candidate is not teeth toes and fingernails all in on election integrity you got to pass them up. Well, it's what you just said. It's that this isn't about this is about is this country by the people for the people? Are we the people really the ones that are in control of this country? Because if our vote doesn't matter, we're not. And and anyone that's willing to give that up is is willing to give up our sovereignty to these demons that are at the top of this mess. And again, Patrick, this is going on worldwide. This isn't just America. This same cabal, I believe, the people at the very top of this are manipulating every election and a lot of times using Dominion. And uh, didn't uh, Dominion lied on, on the stand, the guy from Dominion, saying that you couldn't, that it was impossible to hack into these machines. Isn't it proven now that it's more than possible it happened? There's a guy named Barnaby Jack, a hacker, who used to go to uh, the hacking convention, which is called DEF CON. And there used to be a video of him up. He's a guy who could like just take his cell phone and stand 10 feet away from an ATM and work five or 10 minutes. And the ATM wow. would start raining cash. He also <laughs> oh stood up against d- different uh, ele- uh, election machines and just showed just by 10 feet away from his cell phone, he was hacking them. Wow. <laughs> it's, wow. it's yeah, in general, I'm not going to talk about uh, the brands, but, uh, but, yeah, it's it's very it's just bad design and it's bad it's bad design. Well, I talked about Dominion. I uh, we're already in it, and I yeah. went through the Dominion owners or operators manual and right. marketing literature and stuff. And there are things in there that really raise. I was I built a tech company? I mean, I don't right. pretend to be a technologist, 
but I employed thousands of technologists and I know good ones from bad ones. And there's a bunch of things in there that I, with my say educated layman's eye, was able to say, this isn't how things should be designed. It gives way too much discretion to the precinct authorities. And that's, uh, it's just bad architecture. Right. Well, speaking of that, we can jump to something else. So because you are an expert in this, which you are. uh, So yesterday morning, it appeared that uh, Facebook went down all over the world, including Instagram and WhatsApp. And uh, of course, people that despise Facebook and have been censored were very excited. But um, what what do you know anything about what happened yesterday? I don't know anything, but that sounds like a state level action to me. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of different systems had to be corrupted at once. Right. Right. That's probably a state level actor. Yeah, I wonder. I I, I couldn't decide when I was watching what was going on because it looked like it might be both and and everything that's happening. There's like the moves and counter moves mentality of like we're in a war. We're in a war because uh, Facebook has been saying for a long time. So is Twitter that they want to go to subscription services and the amount of people panicking because Facebook went down. And I mean, the people that love it, that are addicted to it. I was thinking, well, if they're going to go for subscription services now, now is the fear, the fear point where people are like, I got to, you know, they could manipulate that. Whatever the case may be, a lot of people were connecting it to this whistleblower. Uh, you know, Project Veritas has whistleblowers. We've met Miss, you're a whistleblower. Uh, this woman to me does not appear to be a whistleblower, but people are saying, oh, Facebook went down because they're scared of the whistleblower. My opinion of the whistleblower is the uh, is that she's an operative for the for the other side. But um, what you what's your take on that situation? Well, I saw her interview and she seems to be a whistleblower for we need more censorship. We need right. more. It seems like, uh, you know, we need and the insurrection. She's just framing the she's she's reinforcing the dominant framing of the events of the narrative. That's not normally what whistleblowers do. Normally whistleblowers are. Are, you know, she's asking for more. She's asking for more. And it comes out more government and that Facebook isn't doing enough for civic integrity. Well, OK, uh, how, I wonder how she feels about 400,000, you know, 300 to 400,000 suppressed or stuffed ballots in Maricopa. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about improving civic integrity there? No, you, you, get, you get banned. So right. she's only pretending to care about civic integrity. She right. cares about something else. It's all a guise. It really is. It's kind of funny. At the end of the day, a Marxist analysis is best here. You know, Marx thought that there were, that really we live under, a, that the rule of law is a bourgeois fiction. And the behind the scenes, there are these powerful forces competing and they're doing their pulling the levers and pulleys of, of power and there's just this ideology up front that makes that makes it all sound neutral. Well, that's exactly. I mean, you can feed everything that Facebook and Google and Instagram are doing through that, and it, it makes per, you know these are the powerful folks who are increasing their power, do, but all behind the guise of these blue smoke and mirror smoke screens. Right. Like, yeah. When I saw her, I thought immediately, "Oh my god!" And then I saw that she was being sponsored by Blumenthal, who claimed he was in Vietnam and wasn't and somehow is, is still in government. And then also the two people behind her want that are her consultants. One of them is a full on Clinton uh, operative attorney. And the mm-hmm. other one is uh, Obama's former one of his press secretaries. 
So, I mean, what are we, this is a total, like a, a, a distraction. And I'm, and I agree with you. Not only is she going to go up there and say, there's too much domestic term, terrorism, too much misinformation on medical, disinformation on medical, conspiracy theories about election fraud. It's, that's going to be the whole show, in my opinion. And, um, and I, I, like, I'm glad you agree with that. Cause I saw this again, she's on 60 minutes of all places. Funny, none of these people will have me on. I've offered Rachel Maddow and Chris Cuomo. They've obsessed about me some weeks. They had whole shows about me. Oh, Patrick Byrne, Patrick Byrne, pictures of me, everything. Why? Which is having me on. Oh, well, they're, they're all they're... implicated in horrific crimes and Epstein crimes and all of that. So why have on somebody that's going to actually spew some truth against their overlords? Yeah. <laughs> they can't but do they that. Talking, they're like those people who talk a big game in the locker room but are quiet as church mice out on the court, you know? Oh yeah. Well, a lot of them, you know, I mean, we, uh, we talked about Epstein last time, but we got uh, that Peter Nygaard is being, he's going to be extradited to America under sex trafficking, money laundering, all of this. He's in the same crew with all of them, with the islands, with Ghislaine Maxwell, with Epstein. Uh, that's still out there. Now we have Durham popping back. I don't know up. the Any case. Thoughts? I don't know the case. I don't know who's Peter Nygaard. Oh, he's a, he's a in there. Uh, he's uh, implicated in a lot of the same stuff, the trafficking of, of children and, and humans. But um, he this is uh, it's also Prince Andrew got served. So his case is going forward. It's just it looks like uh, cabal people all over the world are uh, are being, um, you know, it put out there exposed. But um, beyond that, we have Durham has has returned. Any thoughts on uh, any of the Durham revelations? Well, I'm in really an awkward place. I'll be frank about it. And I, you know, in that I know things that I know is not appropriate for me to not make public. Right. But I don't want to make them public. I'm waiting for them to make it public. Right. But uh, they have to. And if I had my life to live over again, I would have gone public about certain things two years ago. Right. I've not gone public about certain things because in deference to them. But boy, I don't know what, I know some of the things that are gonna come out unless it's a whitewash. And I know people are gonna say, if you knew all this, why didn't you, Mr. Durham, why didn't you act quicker? I mean, it's turning into a history book. It's turning right. into a history book. Right. He can't, you know, and he's just gotta wonder is what are the pressures and is the, it's hard to believe, it's yeah. hard to believe. Yeah. Well, after, yeah, after our last show, I asked you if you thought the Clintons were going to see justice and you said, yeah. Yes, and I then, do. Uh, one of the, you know, the uh, financial bounty hunters, that, that's what they go under. Um, they, they were whistleblowers on the Clinton Foundation. One of them reached out to me that saw our interview and like gave me the thumbs up and was, and I was like, oh, God willing, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm so, familiar with some of them. And yeah, yeah I think they are going to see justice. I think that, I think that they, uh, they're going to see justice. Yeah. I think Durham has a full house or he may, ha I don't, I don't understand why he's playing so slow, but I know he's got an incredible hand. Right. And I would, I, you know, I was told a year and a half ago, one of the ways they kept me silent was telling me, just keep your mouth shut. We're going to roll up a hundred people. If you just keep quiet, you won't believe how big this is. This is so big. We need a hundred of them. Right. You just got to keep your So I trusted them. Uh, but I do believe that there's a, uh, I, I think that Durham is going to bring something big. Yeah. 
I mean, it's looking that way to me. Um, now, uh, you're actually, you have a very diverse background. I like talking to you because you know a lot about history, philosophy, and all kinds of stuff like that. And I'm watching something bizarre that I wanted you to comment on, um, the changing of language. We've got equality is now equity. Um, I told you the Merriam-Webster dictionary two days ago redefined anti-vaxxer as somebody who's against vaccine laws. Um, we've got all this uh, destruction of our history, of our statues, all of this. And it's, uh, it's very scary that Orwell <laughs> kind of warned us. Uh, what's your thinking on, on all of this? Um, this just it's demonic to me, but the, yeah, it's very Orwell is exactly right. Orwell is the author who understood this perfectly uh, and early. Uh, you know, he was he was an English socialist, but then sort of got disenchanted. Uh, he did fight with he fought over in the Spanish Civil War and wrote beautiful. But anyway, by the end of his life, he was disenchanted. He wrote Animal Farm. and oh, right. Same. Yeah, same thing. And what you're seeing now is spelled out so beautifully in 1984 that actually, you know, we first experienced technology in the 20th century in the second half of it as a liberating force. People, you know, look at what it did. It brought down Eastern Europe, just photocopy machines. It brought down the wall and such. Uh, but what Orwell saw was technology would, would create a surveillance state. And once there's a surveillance state, you start getting wrong think. And part, he, he extrapolated from all these tendencies he had seen in socialism in the 1930s. Uh, and, uh, and one of them is that by controlling language, you control thought. So they control language and get words to mean, introduce new words that are really code, which suffer from semantic overload. So for example, Black Lives Matter. Well, I think Black Lives Matter. They matter a lot to me. Uh, but the expression Black Lives Matter came to mean not Black Lives Matter. It came to mean Black Lives Matter and a whole string of other assertions, right. some of which about some of them about history, some of them about how we should fix society. And some of them are reasonable and some of them are not so thoughtful. So that's a very that's a, uh, a very classic thing to do. And it's being done with equity. So what is equity example? Well, they mean fairness, but their view of society. So as opposed to equality, which has a very distinct concept and like rule of law, equal rule on, uh, you know, under the rule of law, equality for the state. Equ fairness is when you have a bunch of squabbling kids and the parents are coming home from a date out and there's one kid saying uh, I should get two scoops of ice cream because I swept up the basement while you were gone and the other kid saying no no I should get two scoops of ice cream and Johnny shouldn't because I did this and it, it puts us in the position to the state of squabbling infants going you know praying to the great master and so and it's all packed into the concept of equity fairness fairness is determined by some third party as opposed to equality before the law so there's a bunch of horrible philosophy, really bad philosophy, frankly, that started about 50 years ago in the United States that uh, has taken over. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's a it's a failed social philosophy. And it's but it gives a lot of power to people who look like Tony Fauci. Right. You know, I, I saw yesterday there was an interesting moment where well, I'll, I'll shut up there. I'm running on. You no, go, no, no. You I want you're not running. out. I love listening to you talk. <laughs> Well, I, I go to Centipede Nation. I follow Centipede Nation. I follow you because I follow them because you do. <laughs> it's smart. It's really good. And on one side, there was a two articles, one about ivermectin having fixed one state of India, Uttar Pradesh, is now COVID-free. 
because they were about to be overwhelmed. And then they finally did the thing that people like us had been saying to do for a year, which is they right. just went out with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and zinc in little packets. And they cleared up in about three weeks and solved their whole pandemic. Um, and there was something else like that, uh, something else of the narrative collapsing on that side. And then on the left side was Tony Fauci saying uh, an article about him saying Christmas. Well, I'm not sure you're going to be able to plan on seeing anybody by Christmas and being out from under this lockdown. In other words, he's doubling down on a philosophy that is just being. Oh, the other one was New Zealand, New Zealand, which has had a covid zero policy right. just yesterday, gave up. And I said, we understand it. They had the most draconian covid lockdown probably in the world. And they did not prevent a second wave and they've destroying their local you know, economy and civic life and everything. Right. And they've given up and they're rolling it back. So just when India has shown, has disrupted the narrative with ivermectin and New Zealand has given up on the, on the whole lockdown approach, which all the science has come out and said, there's now all kinds of good science that says using, what do they call longitudinal studies, mm-hmm. <coughs> lockdowns make things worse. Right. And just as they're saying that, Tony Fauci's here doubling down. I know. You know plan on basically saying plan on being locked down at Christmas or something pretty close. Right, to I saw it. And and also, you know, the other thing is that um, he uh, not just him, the people still aren't getting that the CDC, like we are talking about inverting words and changing meanings. The CDC is saying that anyone that died within 14 days of the shot, the coroner, nurse, uh, doctors, they have to put that they're unvaccinated. This is this is so insane. And I was just yeah. on with Tom Renz and he got whistleblower data from the Department of Defense, also whistleblower data from Medicaid and Medicare, that most of the adverse reactions and the um, deaths are happening in those 14 days. Yeah, like seven eighths, I think. So right. you're leaving eight. You're you're understating the problem by a factor of eight, which would indicate there may have been about 400,000 deaths, which right. would kind of match more. God, it seems I know a lot of people who know someone who's God died the next day. Uh, Tom runs. Yeah. He came out with, he got a DOD leak last week, right? Friday. It's mind blowing. The DOD has access to the data, the centers for Medicare and Medicaid, which is the government database. But I think about a third of Americans get their medicine that way. So very credible. Right. And they did an internal 17 page slide deck that, Tom Ren's got a copy of, and it's out there on the internet. It's up on, I have it on deep capture. Okay. That uh, it shows, now it concerns the age cohort 65 and up. And it shows if two people get a, if there are two identical people, one gets a vaccine, one doesn't. The guy who gets the vaccine is two and a half times as likely to be in the hospital six months later as the guy who didn't. It basically shows antibody dependent enhancement is happening. You know, you go back six months, Israel looked like they were doing great. And their their vaccination rate was very high Highest, early. Yeah. And then they had this huge COVID spike. And then it, ha- it started coming across Europe, the same kind of effect. And now it's reached the United States. In the last two weeks before this study was produced, and I think it was just the last two weeks. Right, yeah. Uh, it showed that. 71% of the cases are the people who've had the vaccine and the people, 80% of the cohort have had the vaccine and that number is compressing. So, so what it means is it's not giving you any 
uh, it's actually in, one way of reading the data was six months out, it increases your odds of being hospitalized by two and a half times. Right. So it's, it's blowing the net. This is not a vaccine of the unvaccinated by any means, by any means. And it's turning into a vaccine, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a pandemic of the oh. unvaccinated. It's, if anything, turning into a pandemic of the vaccinated, just as it is in Israel and right. other places. Right. And is in Israel right now, I know from people there that they're saying with every six months, you've got to get a booster. They're going to take your uh, green pass. And uh, yeah, it's uh, but again, this goes back to what we talked about with the election with the media. Why is nobody in the media, mainstream media? Why are they acting like this isn't true or or bad mouthing ivermectin? I also saw Pfizer's about to put out a drug and Merck to uh, treat covid. And if you look at it, it's ivermectin. It's ivermectin molecule dressed up in some right. way. Yeah. And it's going to be heralded as this huge breakthrough treatment. But at least once we get there, we may be able to get off the vaccines once that get approved, gets approved. Right. Uh, we may be able to get off the vaccines. But how does that tell every, Americans everything you need to know? I mean, they've been they've been abusing ivermectin for a year and a half, telling you it doesn't work. Right. And when the narrative slips, you know, they're going to keep that narrative in place while they develop an alternative that they can make money off. And only when that's ready, will they then let the narrative slip and say, okay, ivermectin does work. And here's a pill based on it. <laughs> it's so captured. It's all corrupt. It's all corrupt. Americans are seeing it's all corrupt. Now um, you're good at uh, solutions. So uh, let's, let's uh, end on the, um, the solutions that you see for people that, you know, there's still people sitting on the sidelines. I don't know how, because at this point, everyone has to be in this game, though I believe God wins here. I still believe we're all meant to be battling on the front lines on Amer in America and on Earth to fight back. And uh, I don't I don't see it happening as much as I'd like. It's starting in New York, finally. But honestly, it's because Black Lives Matter teamed up with uh, the uh, Trump America first people to, to about this mandate. That. Yep. You know, that's happening in Germany, too, where some of the left, far left and right and what they call far right, which is what right. we would call a moderate Democrat, is are teaming up. And the elites are so afraid of it in Germany. It's what they've always feared of, of the left and the right. Uh, what can I say about uh, what we want is 10 million nonviolent subscribers, members. Right. We do not want violence. We, we lose if anybody goes violent. Exactly. Do not go violent. But the America Project is about creating a network of networks, volunteers in all walks of life and all kinds of organizations. So we can help just allies, our allied organizations, organize and push back. It's working nicely. We've been heavily involved in the Maricopa, creating the conditions of the Maricopa audit uh, and getting that funded as well as lots of other election integrity projects around the country, as well as all, uh, uh, medical tyranny is one of our big things. We're allied with groups that are on, involved with school boards. Right. Writing, you know, have you heard about this thing that the Department of Justice sent today? Sure did. Uh, Merrick Garland. Tell, tell my audience if they haven't heard. It's horrible. Who are these people? So unprincipled? That seems so... Well... I don't know. I, I haven't seen, I wrote something, I think a locals post saying if there are, I've seen videos where parents are getting pretty hot and maybe there are. So I could believe that maybe some parents have gone out and threatened. I haven't seen it, but maybe it's happened. And if it's happened, it should never happen. But I think the DOJ ought to put up a few links so we can all see 
what a threatening parent. And maybe there are parents who have lost, and lost their temperature and threatened the school board, which they right. should not do. We have to be the guys, do not bring violence into the discourse. Right. That's what the goons do on the other side. And because they have information dominance, they can bring a mountain. And if you bring a molehill, they're going to make you look like the bad guys. So right. don't give it to them. Right. And we just found out also on that same level, we just found out that um, the DOJ and uh, the FBI have, ha has not tracked Antifa or Black Lives Matter at all. And we have a whole bunch of political prisoners, in my opinion, uh, in D.C. in a jail being tortured and many more that have been arrested, subpoenaed, all of that. And they have not tracked and traced any Antifa, Black Lives Matter people. They don't even consider it a threat. So uh, finally, I did see a judge call him out. But I saw know. that Friday. Yeah. Saying looking looking at the asymmetry, the selective outrage. Right. That stuff has gotten so, you know, I'm hoping that this turns out to be the great vaccination for America against socialism, against authoritarianism. I've experienced this. I've lived in a society like they're trying to create. And in China, China, I lived there in the early days, 83, right. 84. And I was a student and I loved it. And my Chinese experience left a deep impression on me for the rest of my life. But the I've, I've experienced the authoritarian society that, is, that these goons are trying to create here. Right. And I think they have very bad plans in mind for the United States. So uh, I don't understand how someone can sit on the sidelines, but it's not about being violent. Join the America Project. Yeah. Uh, can I give a little pitch? Oh, please. That's why I, I that's that's the most important thing. We got to find places to unite where there's hubs and people can get information and get involved. And that's our job. Right. Is what, what we're trying to do with the America Project is know everyone like you, Mel, and all the influencers, as we also know the Simone Golds and the yeah. Leon Benjamin, the yeah. Bishop Lynn, and all these people. And so we can help the mass movement. Right. Text to, to uh, the word USA, that's easy to remember, USA. <laughs> yeah. To the number, the following number, it's 845, like the 45th president, 76. 84576, text the word USA, and you are have, have joined our, you've enlisted in the Mike Flynn, Patrick Byrne Digital Army. Ah, uh, that's the best out. army there is. I follow you guys all over the country, wherever you go. <laughs> You'll stay informed and you will see as we are developing really good, useful things for people to bring to their life so they can push back and stand firm and stand shoulder to shoulder with brothers right. and sisters. Hey, this is our, this is our, you know, we should welcome this. Right. I knew, I knew your grandfathers and I knew the greatest generation. Yeah. And we've, I know that something that's been missing in young Americans is a sense of question if they have it, if they have it anymore. And this is their chance. Right. They're going to get a, you know, they, they have to be reminded. I'm afraid I think the, gen, the Americans need to be reminded the young of, of some things. They don't right. have to be taught, but they need to be reminded right. about uh, how things work and what makes things, what made things work as they did. They seem to want to be doubling down on the errors rather than actually fixing anything. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And the other thing I know that happens on this when we when we all meet up and when and on the America Project is reinvesting back into our country. You know, our country, we, I've been driving around for the last five weeks everywhere I could go to talk about pay to talk to patriots, talk about the Constitution and our rights. 
But, you know, you see so much abandoned farmland, abandoned full towns, totally abandoned. You know, there's a steel mill there. You see full towns abandoned, manufacturing abandoned, housing abandoned, you get all these people in the inner city. You know, I think that there's also a place for that. Um, you know, it's it, that, that's no all reversible in a New right. York minute. Right. Exactly. You just you can fix all that. You just can't fix it without about a number of rich financial folks getting their asses handed to them. You can fix that. You can fix all of this. Actually, uh, if I think you could fix it relatively quickly, right. like over 18 months. And I know the, the financial system, how, how that would have to be fixed. And it's, it's all can be fixed. But the issue is the people who got us here. I'm not sure that the people who can fix it and the people seem to be pretty even in Washington, the people who are in the position to fix things, in my experience, have been orthodox thinkers, orthodox economists, orthodox financial people. And I'm not sure they yeah, uh, they they're going to see what they should see. You had the best idea last time. You talked about something how like people were picked at random to serve for a few years. Well, that's how the Greeks did it. That's how the most stable period of Athenian democracy is when they pick their electors like you do a jury. And right. you know why? There's all the corruption goes away. There's no one. To, you don't know who to buy off because you know who's going to get. I think all that's a great up. idea. We got to come up with solutions. <laughs> and then I think you have the state. You go back to is it the 17th Amendment? You go back to the states appointing the senators. Right. Really, the senators and the Senate was to represent the interests of the states, and the House was to represent the interests of the people. And that's how the system. That's the institutional design, mm -hmm. and which I respect. Thank I mean, you. that's how you. Uh, I guess these folks don't like to think of there as being states because they don't want it to be remembered that the Constitution is a deal between a or among a set of parties and a new corporation they formed called the federal government. And that corporation they formed wants to be forgotten that they were actually just the creation of right. a bunch of agents called states. And so they really want to just get states written out of the whole <laughs> question altogether. <laughs> yeah. And um, where else can people find you? I know you're on locals because on a local. telegram's been hijacked. All these things have been hijacked. It looks like locals is still a. Uh, How a, is a, the telegram hijacked? Well, you know, there's just so many fake accounts. They, this, they, they don't take anything down. All kinds I'm, of violations. I'm Patrick M. Byrne. Patrick M. Byrne. At, at but you telegram. protect your telegram. It's like these fake accounts. Patrick yeah. M. Byrne at telegram. Yeah. Did you hear they had 50 million downloads yesterday? Telegram? Yes. What, what? Because people panicked when Facebook and Twitter went down. What are they going to do now? Who cares? Yeah. I, you know, I was excited. I was like, please let this happen. It would help humanity so much. And um, your website's Deep Capture. I'll put all your links below. America That's my journalism. Project. America That's Project. My Everyone go there. There's also a lot of education. And there's also a lot we can do. Everyone has a part to play. Everyone has a special gift. We will win this if we act in mass, quietly and gently. We give assignments out to our yeah. to our people in America Project with you don't even have to leave your mommy's basement. You can right. stay in your mommy's basement, just send a certain kind of a letter or go to a certain site. We do all kinds of things to help. And I work with uh so anyway, we work with lots of great influencers like you, Mel Kay, and so glad to thank you for having me on your show again. Oh, it's a pleasure because you bring so much to the table, but because a lot of people can talk about one thing, you you happen to be able to talk about all of it, which is so so fun. I love having you on. And uh keep on going. The Justice League moves it moves forward. Peace and chicken grease, okay? Peace. We're gonna keep it peaceful. They're uh, Americans too, they're misguided, but they're Americans too. 
Right. And you know what? Forget all everything that divides us. United, we stand. Divided, we fall. Now more than ever, right? Yeah. Do you have a minute? Can I tell you a story along that line? Of course. You can cut this out and make this a different clip if you want. No, no, no. No, keep going. I used to work for a certain Midwestern investor of some renown, and I ran a group of companies. Right. And they were manufacturing companies. And to be honest, they made shirt, they made uniforms for police and fire and and some, some military, but police and fire. And it, uh, I, I went, there was a plant that some other company had down in the backwaters of Louisiana. Oh, wow. And it was, it was really in the middle of nowhere. And that <laughs> company was shutting down this plant. It was a hundred people, about 90% of them African-American in this town, in this, who worked in this plant. And they were all losing their job. And I heard about this and it would have devastated this little town. And I made a deal. I got to the, the company and I made this deal where basically they turned the plan over to us for a dollar. And we meet and people were so, and we immediately took everything from minimum wage up to, doesn't sound like much, but it was like, everything was like 525 minimum wage. And we got everything up to eight or nine bucks. We went and did something with the county and figured out like a nice basic health insurance that we could afford. Wow. We did, did these things. Gosh, these people loved us. Right. They loved us for about three months. But there was this union who came in and it was important. I had the other five plants I oversaw were all unionized. This plant I wanted to get to do, do something. I was working with this like think tank within the apparel industry, the apparel industry having fallen from 3 million Americans employed to about 250,000 at the time. It's now down to about 40,000. But the think tank in the industry and I had this kind of idea of how you could have a very responsive quick line plant. We're going to do this as a test. Well, this union, and you couldn't do that with a union because the union is all about just blocking any innovation. Right. right. They, they, but they showed up and, and got involved in the fight about uh, this plant. And it was so, everyone had loved us for about three months and we had saved the town, we had saved this. And then they started uh, doing, they, the union's whole point was to turn everyone against each other. Right. They turned, there were about five people that got to cooperate internally and they turned everybody. They just wanted to make everybody fight with everybody because once you can get everybody fighting with everybody, there's a role for them to step in and say, well, we'll make your problems go away. Just, you know, pay us through, uh, you know, a hundred grand, 200 grand a year. union dues. Sounds to me like a color revolution. (laughs) That's what they're doing. So the people who are divisive, Right. Just so you know, it wasn't, and a, a similar thing happened in another plant. I'll close on this story that I may be going long. You may have to cut this off and no, do a no, separate I, episode. Listen, I could let you go for three hours. If, if, it's it's you a know. great story. It's so telling. Go ahead. Tell it because okay. this is what we, this is important stuff. This is important. We had this other plant in San Antonio and there were about a hundred people who worked there. It was mostly Latina. And I mean, when I took, when Buffett had me take, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said the name, but okay, when I went and started running these know. companies, yeah. he said, make sure you know, there's nothing. I said, how nice do you want it to be? He said, make sure it's nothing that could ever embarrass us if it got in the papers or something like that. We don't want any sweatshops, anything. And uh, so I made sure this place in San Antonio, yeah, my, my sister could have worked there. It would right. just it was nice, clean. It was, it was about 100 Latinas uh, and Latinos and Latin, Latinas. And the union showed up there and they wanted to, and it's funny, they already, they showed up there and they wanted to unionize. They wanted to steal it. Anyway, 
they wanted to unionize and they and they brought me a stack of papers and like 97 people out of 100 had signed the paper that says I want a union. And I thought that's funny because I thought they were so happy. So, but I did not accept the cards and I went to the people and asked them directly. And what we did was we got a retired federal judge, Hispanic, who had just retired a week before, who came into the factory, who came into the, the place of San Antonio with a federal ballot box, all the management left the factory. And in Spanish, he conducted an election, a secret where you got to vote right. one way or the other. It was 87 to 13 against having the union. Well, there you and go. So I, went, I went around afterwards, so they didn't have the union. So I went around afterwards saying, well, how did, why did you, 97 of you sign these cards? And they told me, oh, senor, you don't understand. On Sunday after, you know, this little lovely little old lady, Latino, Latino who grew up in San Antonio, uh, Hispanic American, saying I was just sitting on my porch and these big men showed up from the union right. and there were four of them and they were standing over me on my porch. And they said, you know, senor Gonzalez, we're not going to leave until you sign this. And are you sure you really can't? And you know, they got me to sign it. Well, that's why you can't have ballot harvesting. Because you don't know what's going on and you don't have secret, you need secret voting. And when you have ballot harvesting, you don't have secret voting. So that story is why it is so horrific to the idea of a constitutional republic, what Nancy Pelosi wants to do besides besides the mail-in balloting, but the legalized ballot harvesting, that's ending secret voting. You have goons standing over little old ladies on porches saying, oh, let me help you, Senor Gomez, fill in your card. Right. Well, you know what, though, the other side of what you're saying, I agree with you about unions. So beyond comprehension, but I'm in two of them, unfortunately. But I have to say that um, what you're saying right now is also the key to rebuilding America, because like I was saying, when we're driving, I've driven and I've been in 10 states in five, five, five weeks all through all these different. And I see so many broken down towns that obviously were once thriving towns, usually around a steel mill or a manufacturing plant all decimated. Somebody like you comes in with a plan and some money, get some people there. All these people are homeless in the inner city. They could be thriving, working at one of these reestablished manufacturing plants all over our country. They have the housing, everything. It's all just abandoned. And it's like, all we need is that. I don't want the job, but I can tell you just how it can be done. And actually Buffett Buffett wrote something 20 years ago that applies here. There's ways it could be done very quickly. But you know what? We do need a big reset. There is going to be a big reset. Look, the financial system has been looted. It's been turned into Maybox in the Hamptons. It's been looted so badly. (laughs) And there is going to be a big reset. And I think people who have real property are going to discover you still have your property. And people who have a bunch of paper promises from financial institutions are going to discover you got Ugats. If you think you have gold because you have JP Morgan has given you a piece of paper that says, don't worry, we're holding gold for you. They've given a hundred people that piece of paper for the right. same thing. It's not there. So you need real assets now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, reinvest in your local community, start a small business. People need stuff. We just got to start, you know, rebuilding America from the inside out. The way Hire the military, the military right. who are walking away. Well, how yeah. horrible what these guys are trying to do. And you saw that affidavit from Lieutenant Colonel Long. Yep. I'm about to go write something. It looks like she may have withdrawn that, may have withdrawn that affidavit. Her lawyers are saying she's withdrawn it. She's incommunicado. But remember that Marine Lieutenant Colonel got arrested. 
Yeah. Who knows what's happening? But an right. And now he's saying things. It's like, you don't know what he's he? saying. Well, that's what they're saying. How would they know? They threw this guy in the brig for, for being a, uh, a dissenter to, to Millie, who admitted treason on the stand and appears to be walking around still not in a also a, Fauci committed treason. You know what? The truth is, Patrick, we got to start seeing some justice. So people realize that, um, you know, it's not that there will be some. And I think it's coming. But uh, in the meantime, it is a big word. I'm hoping still to Charlie peaceful. I know this sounds. I'm still hope. I see a peaceful way through all this. Me too. And, and that's what I, that's what I'm fighting for. When this goes kinetic, none of the truth is going to matter. And I'm afraid it's not about who's going to win. It's about that this is all being done for us to decimate. Look, it's all been modeled. I can tell you what happens. If that day comes over the space of one year, 90% of Americans die. Okay. If the supply chains get disrupted, the average American's eating food that's tricked from 150 miles, 150, 1500 miles away. Right. If, if there's civil war, supply chains get disrupted in nine in one year, 90% of Americans are dead. There are foreign countries who would like very much. It would, they'd be high-fiving and go down right. in their history books as the most clever war that anyone ever they they took down a country without firing a shot. So we have to, that's why we're just doing their bidding if we let this get kinetic. Right, right. And like you said, that's what they want. They want us to, to be violent. And if we're not violent, it makes them even crazier. and desperate so uh thank you again patrick byrne i hope to see you again soon you are doing uh amazing things for this country and uh you always have but now it's on a whole new level and everyone please go to the america project it's the best place to go to follow along and uh fight for what is right and what is good and america will succeed but everyone needs to play a part thank you so much i'll see you next time bye-bye thank you